people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. The call and the information are free. Call 1-800-211-6137. That's 1-800-211-6137. Again, 1-800-211-6137. I said, are you going to be my girl? In a world that's spinning off its axis, you need a daily dose of no-nonsense common sense just to keep your balance. This mama will give it to you straight, whether you want it or not. The Rachel Hammer Show on WTKI Talk. Good evening. Welcome to the Rachel Hammer Show. 256-684-8000 is the number. Find me on Facebook, The Rachel Hammer Show, Twitter, R underscore Hammers, or email me, Rachel at WTKIRadio.com. How are you, my Brian? I'm doing good, Rachel. Had a good weekend. Hope you did, too. We did. Uh, we took yesterday to remind the spouse how lucky he is. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, how did you remind him? Do what? How did you remind him? Oh, actually, we're in the car and... Thing too, uh, took it upon herself to uh, let him know that you know. Actually, if it wasn't for mommy, we might need a biology lesson at some point. But uh, but if it wasn't for mommy, he wouldn't get to celebrate yesterday. So he he needed to thank me. <laughs> oh yeah, they are my children. Who? That the apple did not fall far. Uh, anyway, oh, did you see uh, Mohammed Morsi died today? I did not hear that. Ah, uh, yeah, of course he was the first democratically elected uh, leader of Egypt, and he was in court testifying today, collapsed and died. Now they're saying that they they think maybe uh, the Muslim Brotherhood is coming out saying that they think he was killed. This is the I, I think this might uh, might get kind of ugly. Before it's all over with, uh, and of course, I heard that uh, Gloria Vanderbilt died today. I'll be honest with you, Brian. I didn't realize she was still alive. Like that's just a name you've heard forever. Of course, she was ninety-five years old. You know, that's Anderson Cooper's mother. I, I do, I do, and of course, you know, look, I, I'm not a fan of Anderson Cooper, but you and I have both been there and know what it's like. I mean, that's oh, not something you wish on anybody. It's off. So, no, um, that's I'm sure it, it. It's not a fun place to be. So, anyway, that's uh, that's some of the news 
going on from around the world today. They're making a lot of, uh, a lot of noise about these polls and that Trump is not beating Biden and that is it really time to start looking at polls? And of course we all know that the polls were completely uh, wrong last time. And I think, I think what's happening is one, I, I don't, y'all know I'm not a poll person. I don't necessarily trust the polls. Um, I think a lot of people don't answer their phones. Let's be honest about it. I, I get the phone calls. You get the phone calls. Brian, do you answer your phone when you get these strange numbers? No, I don't. No. I, I think a lot of people, uh, that's probably their answer is no, no, I don't. Um, but yet these pollsters have convinced politicians through the ages uh, that they need to spend a lot of money and time and energy on these polls. I still don't quite understand why they buy into that uh, because, again, I don't think the vast majority of people uh, really answer their phones that often. Now, they shouldn't be able to call your cell phone to begin with, but we all know that that's hogwash because anybody and everybody that apparently wants through can get through. So, I don't know, we'll see, but the Trump campaign seems to be putting a decent amount of stock, for whatever reason, in these polls right now. Now, I think this could do two things. I think this is either going to, well, let me just say this is what I think the strategy is. I think the strategy on the left is to to build momentum and say, hey, look, you know, uh, we've got this, Biden's going to take him, so we all need to kind of, I think they're trying to, to coalesce everybody behind uh, Joe Biden. Look how far ahead he is in the polls. The media is pretty, already, or pretty well already picked Biden. Biden is their, their candidate. And I, you know, and Biden himself is treating this already as like, a, like we're into the national race, leaving the others behind. Which, which begs the question, um, why are Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren, you know, the, the social justice elite, why are they not uh, showing a lot of backlash towards the media? Because the media has pretty well just uh, thrown them out. People who are black, people who are women, one who may or may not be an Indian, um, or it's like what one in one thousand twenty-five, or something like that, percent Indian. Um, why has the media already coalesced behind the, the old white guy? I mean, in the the age of everything should be fair, you would think that Kamala and Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren and Kristen Gillibrand and uh, some of the others, Pete Buttigieg, uh, that they would. They would be upset with the media because the media is not giving them the the same fair shake that they're giving Joe Biden. Anyway, I think that's what the strategy on the Democrat side is. Look, we've got Joe. We know he's not far enough to the left for some of you, but he's our best chance of beating Trump. This is what it comes down to. Take it. Now, with the Trump campaign, I think they're making a little bit of noise about these polls because... Uh, the strategy being, look, Joe Biden's beating us, 
So we're going to talk about the polls. We're going to we're going to throw it out there that we think they're fake polls. They're not real. Uh, but this is why it's so important that you get out and vote. Because look what you're going to get if you don't. I, so I, I think there is a bit of strategy on both sides about it. Uh, I still, again, don't think they amount to a whole lot. But nonetheless, I think that's what we're working on uh, from both sides of the aisle. But why is that? Why is uh, Kamala and Corey and Elizabeth and, and the rest of the the gang not upset with the media? I mean, is, are the Democrats not the party of diversity? At least that's what they tell you. So why is the party of diversity, which, uh, of course, I, I take the media uh, for the most part into that. So why is the party of diversity not getting behind uh, candidates who check their boxes? Why are they getting behind uh, the old white guy? I think they should be upset about this. Just a thought. I think the social justice warriors should get together and decide that that they don't want the old white guy. I have nothing against old white guys. I'm just saying I'm not of the party that demands that you check certain boxes before you can be adored. 256-684-8000 is the number. we got Jim Ziegler coming up in the next half hour. Stay right here. Clinging to your gun and listening to the radio Sundays at 1. Gun Talk on WTKI Talk. What's a lever action? What's a pump? What's an automatic? What's a magazine? What are all these terms everybody's using? Hi folks, I'm Tom Gresham and I invite you to join me as we answer these and other questions on Gun Talk, the only show out there about gun rights, collecting, personal defense, sport and recreational shooting. And of course, we never forget about safety. Celebrate the Second Amendment Sunday afternoon at 1. Gun Talk on WTKI Talk. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson. Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. Bogart or Brando. You're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov. 
or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. It's not all rocket science. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM WTKI Talk. This is the Rachel Hammer Show, 256-684-8000 is the number. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, Parlay, The Rachel Hammer Show, or email me, Rachel at WTKIRadio.com. All right. Ah. I'm going to talk about Iran. Nah. We can talk about migration. Nah. It's Monday, Brian. I don't... got to ease into the week. Oh. oh, here's one. Caught my attention. President Trump is directing all agencies to cut their advisory boards by at least one-third. Now, this was an executive order issued Friday that uh, directs all federal agencies to evaluate the need for each of their current advisory committees. They have until September 30th to terminate at minimum one-third of their committees. Committees that qualify for the chopping block include those that have completed their objective, had their work taken up by other panels, or where the subject matter has become obsolete. Does this mean we're shrinking government? Another defining factor listed includes whether the agency itself has determined that the cost of operating the agency is excessive in relation to the benefits to the federal government. Now, critics say the order is another administration attack on experts who provide scientific advice. Gretchen Goldman, the research director with the Center for Science and Democracy at the Union for Concerned Scientists, said in a statement, for the past two years they have been shrinking and restricting the role of federal science advisory committees. Now they're removing the possibility of ever making decisions based on robust science advice. It's no longer death by a thousand cuts. It's taking a knife to the jugular. Is it, though? I mean, if you have this great scientific information, kind of like Joe Biden's going to cure cancer, right? When If he's elected president, he's going to cure cancer. Well, I would say, Joe, if you already know that there's a cure out there, let's step up and use it. Let's go ahead and tell people what it is. You know, look at a hospital like St. Jude. All right, St. Jude in Memphis. What is something that they do that most people don't? 
they freely share any discoveries that they've made. They don't keep it just for St. Jude. They don't try to profit off of it. They share it. They share it. It's readily available for the world. Any research that they come across. So if uh, if this lady has these great scientific uh, information, why, why not share it? Now, there are on average 1,000 advisory committees with more than 60,000 members, according to data from the U.S. General Services Administration, that cover a range of topics, including disposal of high-level nuclear waste, the depletion of atmospheric ozone, addressing AIDS, and improving schools. All right. I I just want to throw this out. Look at all these advisory boards, right? Well, we we want to look at... um, we want to look at uh, branding a city. So we're going to get together an advisory board. And, and then we're going to hire a consulting team. And the consulting team is going to have nothing to do with the city. But uh, but we're going to hire a consulting team. And, and then we're going to go back to the advisory board. It's ridiculous. I mean, at some point, come on. Now... These, these roles are often filled by people considered to be at the top of their field who can provide important uh, technical advice. And uh, GSA says the boards and committees have played an important role in shaping programs and policies of the federal government from the earliest days of the republic. How much of these advisory boards just lead to more bureaucracy? And creating a job for so-and-so's friends, uncle's brother's cousin that you owe a favor to. Now, previously, science advisory boards in particular under the EPA and Interior Department have faced numerous instances of resistance and position cuts. Former EPA head Scott Pruitt, in October of 2017, issued a directive that barred scientists who received federal grants for studies from also sitting on advisory boards and committees arguing it was a conflict of interest. I agree with that. Um If I, if I am getting paid in federal money to study a certain thing, I'm going to want to sit on that advisory board, right? And make sure that, uh, funds are getting directed, uh, to what I'm studying. Now, Gina Reed, lead science and policy analyst with the Union of Concerned Scientists, told The Hill, uh, it's clearly a political maneuver to change the composition of these advisory committees. Is it? I mean, I, I don't know. Is this a good thing or, or not? I think it's a good thing, but... Um, an EPA spokesperson said the agency will review its uh, FACA obligations in line with the President's executive order, uh, referring to the Federal Advisory Committee Act. An internal uh, interior spokesperson said the agency looks forward to another opportunity to review their committees in order to improve the utility of these advisory committees. How many committees do you need? Have we got 60,000 people sitting on committees? The Interior Department currently has more than 100 federal advisory committees, according to a 2017 internal review. Interior's committees incurred more than 10 million in direct and indirect costs annually. The review also found that at the time of review, 41 committees had submitted fewer than 20 recommendations to the interior. So this, uh, so these committees are costing us, uh, just with the interior, 
upwards of $10 million a year. And 41 of, uh, let's just say 100 round numbers, had submitted fewer than 20 recommendations. We will work diligently to implement President Trump's executive order to eliminate wasteful spending and ensure these advisory committees benefit the American people. That's what a spokesperson for the Interior uh, said in their response. The EPA, eh, they don't sound as excited. Cut, cut, cut. These are, you know, I love how when the government, who let's remember makes nothing, they don't make anything. They decide that they know better how to spend our money, your money, my money. So they tax us. And they, they get these committees together and they, oh, well, you know, I think if we, I mean, how much money, uh, how much money are we spending on committees that are telling uh, these failing school systems to throw more money at it? And it hasn't worked in eons. I'm not saying all committees are bad. But we need to hone it in. We need to hone in some of this bureaucracy. This has gotten carried away. Look, when we have a government shutdown, how many non-essential employees do we have? How many people could do more than what they're doing? And we could cut the number of jobs that we're paying. So, But I love the way government presents it. Yes, we're going to tax you more. But, Brian, we're raising your taxes so we can get together 5,672 committees that will decide how better to spend your taxpayer dollars. Oh, joy. Isn't that nice of us? And, and, and then they act like they're doing you a favor. They act, government acts like they're doing you a favor. Well, we, we spent this tax money on this. Like they came out of their own pockets. But that's how they, that's how they frame it to the American people. Even, even go back to look at the tax refunds, right? When they started trying to make a big deal, oh, tax refunds are less. Well, one, people are, are paying less in taxes, so that, that would make sense. But they act like your tax refund is a gift. Hell no, it's not a gift. It's your money. You overpaid. They're giving you your change that they've been earning interest on. But they act like they're doing you a favor. Oh, look. We gave you back a $1,000. Uh-huh. We, we, aren't we the, the nice, great government? No, you stole extra, and then you're just giving me back what you have to. Probably made that same money up on interest. I'm all for it. Cut anywhere and everywhere. The more things that we can privatize in this country, the better. That's my take on it. We're going to have uh, Jim Ziegler when we come back. Something uh, he is not excited about pri- pri- uh, privatizing would be the Mobile Bay toll. And... Uh, That got signed into law last week. That opens the door for things up here. Stay right here.
He's America's defender against the enemies of pleasure. Cigar Dave, Saturday mornings at 11 on WTKI Talk. Rich texture, innovative design, and relentless attention to detail create the foundation for a great room. Start yours with Parts Gallery of Fine Rugs, carrying the largest variety of handmade and machine-made rugs from all over the world, from small accent rugs to palace size, adding beauty and elegance to your home. Parts Gallery offers professional cleaning, repair, and restoration of your current rugs with free pickup and delivery. Visit us online at parsgallery.net or stop by our showrooms. Parts Gallery on Culver Road in Mountain Brook and Whitesburg Drive in Huntsville. Graces of Gurley is a faith-based ministry focused on sharing Christ with the Gurley community through loving and serving. Gurley is beautiful and full of love, but has much poverty. Nearly 60% of the school children receive a free or reduced lunch. Graces of Gurley supports local churches, schools, and neighbors by matching those in need with groups of willing volunteers. Graces also provides things like food boxes, finance and parenting classes, backpacks and school supplies, and so much more. If you would like to help with this ministry, please visit gracesofgurley.org. CBS News Update. President Trump mounting a maximum pressure campaign on Iran is sending more U.S. troops to the Mideast. CBS's David Martin. The acting Secretary of Defense Patrick Shanahan announced that he's sending approximately 1,000 more troops to the Middle East. And he says these are for defensive purposes to address air, naval, and ground-based threats. Earlier today, Iran said it could exceed uranium enrichment levels set in the multi-nation nuclear deal from which the U.S. withdrew. State Department Press Secretary Morgan Ortega says the U.S. still wants Iran to live up to the agreement. We continue to call on the Iranian regime not to obtain a nuclear weapon, to abide by their commitments to the international community, and I think, you know... It's unfortunate that they've made this announcement today. Last week, the U.S. blamed Iran for attacks on two oil tankers. CBS News Update, I'm Pam Coulter. Inc. Magazine reports email is making you stupid and costs organizations millions of dollars in lost productive time. Hi, this is Ted Goulas with the Goulas Group. We guide individuals, teams, and organizations to their goals. Join us each Monday morning at 645 to get information on how to make software tools like Microsoft Outlook proactive in order to make better choices and get control of your life. Ted and Fred talk about improving your business Monday mornings at 645 on WTKI Talk. Meet Coffee Bay. Back in a minute with your food chain question of the day. Looking for high-speed Internet where you live but are out of reach of cable and fiber options? Look no further. High-speed Internet is now available in your area as your local authorized HughesNet retailer, Whole Home Connect, makes it easy to get the high-speed Internet you need with blazing fast speeds, unlimited data with no hard data limits, with built-in Wi-Fi for as little as $2 a day. Act now and for a limited time, get free standard installation and free equipment with HughesNet from Whole Home Connect. You'll enjoy internet service that lets you do more of everything you want to do online, like shopping, surfing, and staying in touch. Call Whole Home Connect and see for yourself why HughesNet is America's number one choice for satellite internet. 800-696-2871 Enoch Malongani is becoming famous throughout South Africa as Coffee Bay, who turns food into art. 
Though most artists use paint, this self-taught artist who lives way out in the bush uses coffee and flour. Coffee Bay uses his artistic skills to transform the food into striking portraits. He attributes his skill to the struggles he faced in not having the money to buy paint. Coffee Bay's most recent coffee and flour piece was featured on Twitter for 12,000 rand. Question: Which food would you be most likely to doodle into art? Noodles, peanut butter, or cookie dough? Answer today's question and learn how yesterday's question was answered at wtkiradio.com. That's wtkiradio.com. Tradition at Stanleyos is a little something different for everybody. The meatball, ham and Swiss, the pizza sub, steak combo, turkey, tuna subs, Italian cold cut, vegetarian, the kitchen sink, hot or cold, they all have one thing in common: fresh baked bread. And don't forget those great sides: fried green tomatoes, mushrooms, cheese sticks, onion rings, and fries. Huntsville's original sub: Stanleyos, Jordan Lane, and Holmes Avenue, and Governor's Drive, just west of First Baptist Church. Like Stanleyos on Facebook and receive special offers. He's Leo the Tech Guy, and he's really smart. Saturday nights at six on fourteen fifty AM and one hundred five point three FM WTKI Talk. This is the weekly waste cutter update with Alabama State Auditor Jim Ziegler. Jim works tirelessly, twenty four seven, to cut the pork and keep our state officials accountable with your money. Now, here's Alabama State Auditor Jim Ziegler. All right, this is the Rachel Hammer Show. Two five six six eight four eight thousand is the number, and it is the weekly waste cutter update with State Auditor Jim Ziegler. Jim, how are you tonight? Been、uh, fine.、Uh, been working hard since our program last week,、uh, and it's been quite an eventful week on the issue that I'm heading up at this time, which is the、uh, proposed toll over the Mobile Bay、uh, Interstate Ten. Okay, Jim. And, what、uh, happened? Because I know as of last week there was some speculation that perhaps Governor Ivy was not going to sign that、um, because she just kind of let it sit on her desk, and then、uh, lo and behold, at the eleventh hour, she did.、Uh, so this opens the door up for、uh, toll companies、uh, to bring、uh, to come into Alabama, and of course, it, that's possibly going to directly affect the people in North Alabama, not just if they're traveling south, but.、Uh, This opens the door for tolls to be put in elsewhere. Well, that's correct. This was a statewide bill. It didn't even、uh, apply specifically to Interstate 10 or to Mobile Bay. It's for the whole state of Alabama. It just so happens that the first project that they're coming to, and it's a big one, is the 2.1 billion dollar bridge proposed、uh, over the Mobile River and the Mobile Bay. Uh, to replace the existing bayway, and、uh, that won't be the last. If this one is rammed through, you can expect to see all, all over the state proposals to pop up to turn roads and bridges, whether they be old or existing, into、uh, toll operations. And this is brazen. I had always assumed that if there were going to be proposals for tolls, they would be for new. Roads, 
new bridges, connectors, things of this nature. But they're even going to poke at and re-engineer the existing roads and try to toll them. Well, see, I would, I would think if there was going to be a, a move to start putting tolls on roads and bridges in Alabama, uh, new or existing, perhaps we wouldn't have raised our gas taxes. Well, uh, this is adding insult to injury when uh, right on the heels of the 10 cent a gallon increase in the gas tax that was passed by the legislature and signed into law by the governor, then they throw another tax on top of that. Uh, the, the gas tax is supposed to be for roads and bridges. And, uh, this and dredging the Mobile Bay. And that, well, they specifically added that in, uh, also. So, um, it, this is, uh, the thing has tremendous implications and unintended consequences. Uh, can you imagine the effect on a working family who uh, lives on one side of Mobile Bay and works on the other? And this is only tens of thousands of people. And, um, it's going to cost them $12 a day, is what the proposal is, to go to work and back. And this doesn't even count going to the doctor, going shopping, going to whatever other activities. $12 a round trip. Now, that's about $2,500 a year if you just work a normal work days and go across once. $2,500 a year added to the expense side of your budget. Now, Jim, I want to be fair about this because we do not have a definitive number yet of what it's actually going to cost. This is a speculation number. That's well, uh, it's been specifically mentioned by Al. They said they expected it to be from $3 per trip to $6 per trip. Now, that's one way. So to come up with a $12 figure, you take the six. And uh, you go both ways, and that's where the twelve dollars. And it is an out dot figure, though it is not written in cement, so to speak, or asphalt, as the case may be. But uh, none of this project is written in, in cement at this time, and that's part of, of the problem with it. For instance, who's going to put up the two point one billion dollars? It's going to be a P three partner. Who is the P three partner? We don't know. And they will, in exchange for that, get the right to take tolls for 55 years. Now, if you take the number of cars going back and forth and you multiply by 365 days a year, or even say if they go across 200, the locals, um, times 55, somebody is going to make billions of dollars of profit off this thing and it's not going to be me and it's not going to be the people of Alabama. They will be paying out the billions of dollars. This thing, uh, it's it's way too sneaky. It's way too unclear as to who's going to be running it and it's way too costly. Way too costly. Look, Jim, let me, let, me, let me stop you and ask you a few questions real quick. Number one, you're right. We don't know who the P3 is yet. And, of course, somebody stands to make money on this. And so this, this is not so much a question as a statement. I'm going to be real curious to find out who's uh, who in the legislature, uh, their family members or friends or, or cohorts are, are getting wealthy off of this, number one. 
Uh, and if that's the case, they need to be voted out immediately. Uh, number two, uh, is the state of Alabama putting up any funds uh, to match this, or is this totally privatized? Well, there's that, a, a mixture of money, but the bulk, the vast bulk of the money will come from the P3 partner. All right, will, will the P3 pay to maintain the bridge? Yes, that's part of the deal. All right. Will they assume any liability if the bridge uh, is faulty in any way? That I don't know. They certainly should. Certainly should. And uh, we're just now getting reports, and I'm, I'm going to be checking these out, of some of the potential P3 partners uh, building such bridges in Florida. Uh, one of them went bankrupt and walked off of four different projects, four different bridges. And they had to call the bonds, which, of course, is uh, inadequate uh, protection for the state and the taxpayers. And uh, we're going to be looking at uh, uh, that. Uh, when you do business with an unknown party and you've got state officials who are not transparent, who are not forthcoming, who uh, don't want the people to know what's going on, uh, you're just asking for trouble. And uh, I need a team of investigators and lawyers in the worst kind of way looking at this. I don't have that. I and my meager, meager staff are, are doing this kind of hitting at it. We're poking at it. And uh, we need more help on this than just poking at it. And I think somewhere down the road, Somebody will come forth that has some resources, and they say, "We're going to help you fight this." And well, I'm and I think I think initially it's going to come from the the people of Mobile who are, are directly impacted by this particular project. But like when you and I spoke earlier today, I said, "You know, uh, look, we've got a, a cluster on 565. Let's say somebody comes in and says, hey, you know what? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna.'" Go ahead and, and put something here on, on 565, or we're going to expand it, uh, which is, of course, I've been a long discussion. Uh, we're going to expand it, and we're going to not tell you who's paying for it, but, hey, your road's getting expanded, but you're going to have to pay a toll. Uh, that could very easily happen under the new legislation that has just been uh, passed into law. It, this opens up Pandora's box for the toll trolls. Absolutely. All right, we're going to have more with State Auditor Jim Ziegler right after this. This is the Rachel Hammer Show. Stay right here. Live from an old brick building under the interstate, it's the little station that did. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM WTKI Talk. Why drive there when it's easier here? Here at Honda of Decatur. Too many new Hondas means better selection. Lower overhead means lower pricing. And low financing on a 19 Honda Civic LX starting at $19,799. A 19 Honda Accord LX starting at $22,699. Why drive there when it's easier here? As the savings are always greater at HondaOfDecatur.com and on Beltline Road. With a free credit through HFS dealer for details. Hi, I'm Joan London. When I needed to find senior care for my mom, I really struggled to find the right fit. 
until I found an advisor, someone who had been through this before. That's why I recommend A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. They have experts who will help you ask the right questions and find the right place. Call A Place for Mom today. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-879-0832. That's 1-800-879-0832. A Place for Mom has helped over 200,000 families find the right senior care for their parents, from assisted living to independent living, even Alzheimer's care, and have local advisors that can help explain your options at no cost to you. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-879-0832. That's 1-800-879-0832. Call today. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You know, there's no better feeling than knowing the valuable items stored in your home are protected. And in our home, we trust our Liberty Safe from Haley's Flooring and Interiors. Liberty Safe builds the best safe you can buy, and they're built right here in America. Whether it's guns, photos, documents, electronics, or jewelry, you will have the peace of mind in knowing that your Liberty will keep it safe and that their lifetime warranty will be there for you when you need it. And when you buy from Haley's on Bob Wallace Avenue in Huntsville, you'll get half-off delivery. Liberty Safes at Haley's Flooring and Interiors, a foundation of excellence. How can we make Alabama a more beautiful state? By keeping our roads, highways, schools, and communities litter-free. It doesn't take much but to think before you act. So what does the next generation say? Pick it up, man. Take pride in your school. Did you just litter? Clean it up, dude. How can you make a difference? Adopt a mile. Join the Alabama Clean Campus Program. Or join in the Spring Cleanup or Alabama Coastal Cleanup. And remember, Don't jump it on Alabama! This message by People Against a Littered State, the ABA, ALDOT, and this station. The official healthcare provider for our mascot, Tiki, is Catisfaction Cat Clinic in Madison. WTKI Talk. And we have reached the final segment here on the Rachel Hammer Show. 256-8488000 is the number, at least the final segment for tonight. Uh, Find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Parlay, The Rachel Hammer Show, or email me, rachel at wtkiradio.com. And we are aware that there is something up with the phones. Uh, I know that somebody's been, people have been trying to get through. Uh, we will work on getting that resolved as quickly as possible. In the meantime, we have State Auditor Jim Ziegler. Uh, all right, Jim, so we've got a uh, group of individuals, or individual, we don't know, that are going to fund a toll bridge in Mobile. And Alabama is going to incur some of these costs, but for the next, uh, what would you say, 25 years, 50 years? Yes, 55 years. 55 years. These individuals be making money off this toll. Um, now, do we know if this is the same companies that were working in Florida, or we have no clue? We don't. We have no clue who, who it's going to be, and uh, we're... Trying to do some investigation now to see who the potential investors are that do this kind of 
project, and that's the best we can do uh, right now. If somebody doesn't stay on top of this thing, we'll get the worst of all worlds. Uh, a bad bridge, problems with it, high toll, traffic congestion, even on the new expensive bridge. Let me just give you an example of why this project is, is fatally flawed. You've got, you're going to have three lanes coming across the bay in both directions. Now that sounds good because right now there's just two. And they back up some at rush hour and on these beachy weekends, they back up. But with the three, when you come across on the eastern side in the Spanish Forest, all of a sudden you change to two lanes. So you've got three lines compressing in the two. Guess what it's going to do? It's going to back up. And uh, not only that, but you can have wrecks on the three-lane road. You can have cars that break down. You can have people driving too slow in the left lane. Uh, just spending $2 billion the way this thing's designed doesn't fix the problem. I don't want to incur $12 a trip toll for something it doesn't fix the problem. I'm not going to do it if it's within my power to stop this thing. Now, uh, what is the argument for this? Because uh, what did I write? Let me back up for a second. Because what I was reading earlier today was talking about how the ALDOT turned down federal funds for this bridge in, in favor of a toll. Is that correct? Well, that appears to be correct now that apparently there's some people that are not trying to back away from that, saying, well, um, they, they didn't really do that. Well, what did you do? There, there, there was a $250 million federal grant available, and they blew it. They just, Would that they, not they, more they, than fund the bridge? Yep. And uh, that's a huge amount. That's a quarter of a billion dollars, and they blew the grant. And uh, I don't know if they, if they blew it negligently or intentionally because they want to know. Hold on, hold on, Jim. Repeat that. You're cutting out. I do not know if they blew that application, messed it up intentionally or negligently, one or the other, because they were, it was quite sure that we were going to get that $250 million grant. This has been a year ago, and they blew it. And they didn't care. They proceeded right on with this project as if that $250 million had not just vanished into thin air. Well, uh, then that, that goes the back to my point earlier then, and I know you're being nicer not to say this, but I'm going to say who is uh, making money off of this because uh, somebody in the legislator or at ALDOT had a vested interest by appearances in making sure that the, the federal money didn't come through. Well, um, somebody at ALDOT did not want the federal money to come through. They want so they just dead set that we're going to have a toll road across Mobile Bay. Absolutely dead set. And uh, this almost cries out for an investigation. Well, yeah, I would on. say at this point the people of Alabama didn't have a right to know who at ALDOT is either incompetent, which I mean, there, there's only two options. You either have a hidden agenda or you're incompetent. One of the two. And either well, way, you know, I don't think that you necessarily need to be at ALDOT anymore. 
and one or the other. And as far as I can tell, I am the only official who has said that, that the Aldot officials who blew that $250 million are either negligent or intentionally blew it. I haven't heard anybody else say that. Well, I think that question needs to be asked, and I think uh, whoever uh, individually or as a uh, collectively was responsible for procuring that grant uh, needs to be held accountable and find out why they are so hell-bent on a toll bridge. And is it now because they've screwed it up and they can't get the federal money, or uh, if that turns out to be true, or is it because uh, there is a hidden agenda at play here and somebody owed somebody some favors? Uh, we we, uh, we need it to would know. not it, Jim. It would not be outside the realm of Alabama politics uh, for for people to do things that were not above board. Surely not. Surely that would never happen in Montgomery. Surely <laughs> not. Um, and I'll tell you what. You, you you just wait. If they come with a toll proposal for the outer bypass, whatever the northern bypass around Birmingham, you watch for the people there to get hot about it. If they come with some kind of toll on 565 or something else in the Tennessee Valley, you watch. This thing is going to be the battle of the politicians versus the people of the next five years, maybe longer. Well, I mean, uh, just like what we, again, you know, why are we looking at toll bridges when we're raising gas taxes to fund these things? And... uh, that doesn't make sense. And so the, the politicians exerted that. I didn't hear anybody that said raise our gas taxes. So the politicians exerted their will over the people that they are supposed to be representing uh, just very, very recently. And it appears that uh, perhaps they're going to try and do it again. Well, they, they are trying to do it again. And that gas tax will produce about $330 million a year. All right, let me ask you this, Jim, before we run out of time. So if this is statewide legislation, was there a, is, is there a sponsor of this or is this something got, uh, Governor Ivey just signed, uh, into law, uh, or is there somebody behind, uh, this in the legislator backing this? Well, it had a, a sponsor as do all bills and it was State Senator, uh, David Sessions in Mobile. And, uh, but as to who, Truly, are those ghost parties out there that are going to make the billions of dollars? We don't know yet. Well, I think David Sessions then would be the one to start with. <laughs> At least asking the question of why he thinks this is so pertinent. Well, you can ask him if you want to. He probably thought we needed the bridge. There's congestion problems on I-10. And that may be true. But there are ways to fix that without obligating the people for a toll for 55 years. It's just, um, almost all of those politicians down here, other than me, uh, were for this thing. Now, some of them have kind of backed off and gotten real quiet here lately. But, um, I imagine they have, because people are not happy about this. Again, once you screw them with gas taxes the first time, and then you add this onto it, and I think once, uh, once this gets more traction and i think it will as as you start seeing if if this is to start popping up around other parts of the state uh these politicians that have been in favor of this are going to have hell to pay at the polls i think well they will um 
in the three weeks that we've had our Facebook group up, which is Block the Mobile Bayway Toll. Block the Mobile Bayway Toll. We have put together 6,000 members. 6,000, and they're hot, and they're posting things, and they're asking what can they do, and we're showing them. And right now, we've got them. I've sent a request to President Trump to include this bill in his $2 trillion infrastructure program. And we're asking people to email using a form on the site and encourage President Trump to do the Ziegler proposal for his infrastructure program for the I-10 bridge. Well, I would say that the politicians of Alabama don't want that, Jim. They don't. They want a toll. All right, Jim, until next Monday, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have more to discuss on this and, and various other things going on around Alabama. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you all for listening and your time. Have a great night. We're back tomorrow. This is The Rachel Hammer Show. Providing a little talk stimulus. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk. If you missed the Fred Holland Morning Show, you missed a lot. When the Italians came and the Germans came and the Greeks came, eventually they become Americanized. You used to think they come to America so they can get this great opportunity, but with them they bring all the things they left behind. They want to come here and make this place like the place they left, not understanding how the place they left got to be the place they left. Fred Holland, weekday mornings at 6 on Talk Radio for the rest of us. WTKI Talk. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty. Our veterans protect our freedom. Volunteerism, products, services, and monetary donations are all very important in helping to take care of them. Veterans Outreach is seeking sponsors to partner with them in their mission to help veterans anywhere and anytime. If you can help, visit VeteransOutreach.com or call 888-2-VET-NET. Celebrating capitalism and freedom 24 hours a day. WTKI Talk, 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Huntsville.